Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Live. I'm your host, Jawan. I am joined by some of the best panelists in the planet, on the planet, not in the planet, but you are in the planet. Anyway, um, first up, Nick, what's going on, man? What up, dude? I am super excited. All this news that dropped yesterday has just got me, like, super giddy. I, I watched, uh, per Joel's request, I watched... Um, like the last five <laughs> minutes of the video, um, and just like Joe, Joel's reaction when when he found out about Rashal Ali, he goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It was great. <laughs> yes, I will tell you, it, as fun as it was to watch it, it was even uh, better to experience it right next to him. Um, well, I think you too. Like you were like. I think you said like 17 times, I got to call my dad, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I immediately after we ended the video called my dad. Uh, and then called him again this morning. So I lived up to that, definitely. Um, but that was definitely the only time I can safely say Joel would ever hug me. So thank you, Feige, for that. <laughs> that, did, was, yeah. that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> also, yeah, we got Tia. What's going on, Tia? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, I am just so excited to be breaking down everything from Hall 8 at San Diego Comic-Con with you guys. I mean, I was refreshing the Geek Vibes Nation Twitter page every few seconds just to see what the hell was going on. And I think at some point I wanted to throw my phone, not in anger, but in excitement, because that's how excited this whole entire, like, Hall 8 experience had me. Yeah, it was, this was, uh, this has to be San Diego Comic Con when Marvel has when Marvel decides to do Hall H has to to be a holiday. Like it's just it, it's filled with joy, love. People come together. It just it's a national holiday. It, it just usually always is. It, it's a beautiful time. Stressful, but a beautiful time. Um, and last but not least, <laughs> the man that has to not only be tired from the endless scrolling um, and refreshing. Uh, but super excited with uh, everything that turned out. Joel, what's going on, Joel? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm still tired from last night, but yeah, I just my, my I was smiling from my like ear to ear, dude. You know, like, look, if anybody has a chance to go out and see the video that Nick was talking about, please do, because um, it's worth the last three minutes of it at least. <laughs> just because that 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 sums up my whole everything. Like the whole night was really summed up in that last uh, announcement. Yeah, it, it's the purest joy. I mean, you could ever see come from uh, a human being. Uh, you know, like I said, most people have this joy with with you know the firstborn or getting married. Nope, <laughs> for me and Joel, it does it for Blade. Like Blade does it for us. That that that's enough to make us just 
I've experienced the firstborn. It's a different type of feeling. That's what I was about to say. Like, <laughs> I wasn't going to step in and say nothing, but I was like, hey, like come on, dude. Joe does have a kid. Like, come on now. Uh, hasn't he experienced that before? I'm sure that this girl would be very happy to hear that. Babe, I wasn't yeah. nearly as excited when our child was born. It's when it yeah. was announced. <laughs> I, 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 I jumped say, though, for joy when Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was saying, as soon as she came home for that night, uh, but we got so ecstatic just to show her the video more so than tell her the news. I was like, you have to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just about to add, it, it's even better knowing that, Joel, you come from, like, everyone is excited about, like, this news. Like, you can share this with, like, your family, and everyone will be as equally as excited as you are. Um, I, I showed it to my aunt, and she was just like, I, 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 I don't get it. And I was just like, oh, you're the worst. <laughs> the worst. Um, but all right, let's get right into it. We have so much to break down, Joel. I'm going to go to you for all the names so you can mispronounce them so I don't look stupid. Um, but let's start off with um, – let's actually go in order. You know the order, Joel. I think it started off with Eternal. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm – that's it was eternal. So I'm going to kick it off to you to give us not only the cast, but who they are playing. Uh, yes. Well, the, the the Marvel panel did start off with Eternals, and I actually just recently put up a post because I know a lot of people got fucking confused uh, as some of the names they threw out there. Um, and, like, if you go to our page now, you'll see that Richard Madden, like, this, this is a, a lot of these names are already announced through the trades. Uh, like Richard Madden um, was announced, and now we officially know he is Icarus. Angelina Jolie was announced through the trade, and we know that um, she's actually playing Cena. Uh, we know Camille Nanjiani is playing Kingo. Brian Tyree Henry uh, is uh, Fastos. Um, Lauren Ridloff is uh, Macquarie. Salma Hayek is Ajax, who apparently is the leader of this group. Don Lee is Gilgamesh, and Leah Ryan McHugh is Sprite, who... For a long time, we all thought maybe Bill, uh, Millie Bobby Brown would be that character, but it looks like it didn't work out in that regard. So there you go. Um, those that is the cast of the Eternals, and um, there's a lot to to take in. Uh, I did a lot of research, and even some of those names confuse me. So I really look forward to seeing how they represent it going forward. But yeah, that that's your cast. It's a really good cast, and a lot of characters we don't know about, and I can't wait to learn more about. Absolutely, and can I just say? Seeing Richard Madden on stage and then seeing the the show, Joel, that um, you were watching um, yesterday, um, yeah, it just infuriates me that he's not Batman. Like, I never thought of it, like, this deeply till I saw him, and I'm like, that's the right size for Batman. And then watching the show, I'm like, he's really good at acting also. Like, that could have been our Batman. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm glad he's in the superhero world. Um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, that is too good of a talent for him not to be anywhere in a superhero world. Um, and he's amongst really good talent also. Um, but as far as Millie Bobby Brown, we told you guys this last week. It's one of those things where it's like, if she says she's not in it, of course, because they'd rather reveal it on Hall H. But then again, she could really not be in it. And we now know she's really not in it. Um, no problem. I'm pretty sure that, you know, the speculation came from somewhere, so it means she probably has had a talk with Feige about something, so that excites me more than anything, to see what else could she be in the world of the MCU, where they bring characters mm-hmm. that we've never heard about <laughs> and make them relevant, so they'll probably do the same with her. 
Um, but Nick, I'm going to go to you first. What are your thoughts on some of the castings? And are you now excited to see all the faces and uh, who they're going to play? Are you now excited for the Eternals? This one is probably the one that like didn't didn't drum up like the most excitement for me. What's that like? A lot of times when it's something that you're not as familiar with, Jawan, or just maybe for other various reasons, you'll be like, I need to see a trailer before like I yeah. really feel that excitement. Like that's kind of how I feel right now because we already knew a lot of these characters were going to be in it, and I don't really know the Eternals well enough to know the. Um, or excuse me, we already knew a lot of the actors, and I don't know the Eternals well enough to know the characters that they're portraying. So, mm-hmm. like getting getting confirmation that this actor is going to be playing this character, it's like it doesn't really, it it doesn't contextualize it for me um, in a way mm-hmm. that gets me super excited. Um, but what I am super excited about is the fact that you know we're going to be. Um, you know, with first of all, it's, it's a phenomenal cast. We've got you know some some names that were you know confirmed, uh, but it's you know different seeing them up there on that stage. So that does generate a little bit of it, of excitement. Angelina Jolie looks damn good. Um, mm-hmm. I know like she was having like some, um, and I I don't think this was necessarily recently, but she she had, had like some bouts with depression and stuff, um, and she had like lost a lot of weight and and. Um, but like she, she looks like she's doing very well right now. So that's obviously exciting. Um, I think the the pathway um, for her to be involved with the MCU is further exciting because she's a good director. Um, so it'll be cool to see if if they put her in the director's chair at some point or if she wants to do that. Um, so that's another thing that that kind of um, I think is is something interesting to look forward to. Um, but as far as just the Eternals in general is them really delving into the cosmic side of the universe. Um, and I'm going to, this will kind of be like uh, a, a playback for as we go through this panel. Cause I think that was what excites me. It just broadly as a theme that excited me most about this panel is how many different directions that they're going to keep things fresh. So they're, in this regard, they're really delving into the cosmic side. I expect like full on like Jack Kirby, crazy colors, like take Thor mm-hmm. Ragnarok and just double down on that shit. Um, and that gets me really fucking excited. And the fact that there's just such a great cast behind it. And there's so many people um, that are just on this project that seem really enthused by it. Um, I, I, I don't, I mean, it's, I, I'm sure it's going to be fucking awesome, and I'm sure it's going to be something that we have yet to see um, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which always – that's kind of the thing that always gets you excited. Yeah, I'll say <clears throat> my curiosity mainly is <clears> – <throat> it was being rumored that um, – correct me if I'm wrong, Joel, Angelina Jolie might have been playing Cersei. Um, correct. And in the comic, Cersei was the one of the Eternals that was more that could have been present day, uh, that had present day interactions with the Avengers. Um, so that was what I was more curious about. Was all right, you're signing Angelina Jolie on. Is she on? You know, going forward. And Cersei was the character that made sense for you to bring to present day because that's that's what they had already done. So the fact that she's not playing that character. It's kind of just like, huh, 
Okay, maybe this is just to give you the history of the Eternals mm-hmm. um, and, you know, a, a look on how the cosmic world has, you know, was shaped. And it's like, all right, cool. If you're doing that, you know, no problem. It's no problem if all these, these actors are, are just one-offs. Um, but you just never would have expected that. So that piqued my curiosity. And then the idea of if this is done right, which we have no reason to believe it wouldn't be, is a game changer. I mean, it'll be our first huge look into the cosmic world that was teased by the um, the collector in the the first Guardian. So um, it, it'll be really interesting to, to see all that play out. Um, but, yeah, I was most concerned with, like, if she's not playing Cersei, like, are any of them going to come to the present day? So that that's mm-hmm. my interest, definitely. Um, but, Joel, I'll go to you before I go to, to, to Tia. Um, anything, like, were there any questions, were there any questions that were raised from seeing their panel, or did all your questions kind of get answered um, from when they got on stage? No, not at all. Uh, I had more questions because <laughs> uh, they had <laughs> definitely they definitely gender bent like three of the characters. Like the character uh, Selma Hayek was saying, Ajax is a male character. Uh, now they made it a female character. Um, Mockery is a is a is a male character. They made him a female character. Sprite is also a male character. They made a female character. So they they've changed it up a little bit to where like uh, there's curveballs and there's probably more characters they haven't announced yet. I'm assuming because the Eternals are a very large group, so it's just a matter of who who fits where. And I think what's funny is it, the best way to get somewhat excited. The way I got excited for Eternals is some of these characters are based off of the Greek gods, and some of these characters may be inspirations for the Greek gods. Going like uh, in our in our world's history, right? Like just kind of like what they thought did with Asgard. Like Mercury is Mercury, the the messenger of the god, like Hermes. And then you have Bastos is like uh, Hephaestus. Like if you know the Greek gods and you know the Greek mythology, some of these characters are based on them, and so they might be inspirations for the Greek gods of of our lore. So I think that that's a good way to look at it. If you get you know, if there's something you you're interested in, the Greek mythology, they're very very they very heavily influenced the Greek mythology in the Marvel Universe. Do you think this sets yeah. up Hercules at all? Uh, there was rumors about Hercules, and we didn't hear anything about it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Hercules shows up at some point uh, down the line. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Hercules very well could be in this movie. Um, there's just a right. lot we don't know. They told us very little, um, but that's to be expected. No filming has started yet. Um, so maybe there's stuff they, they still want to play around with um, before they right. actually go into filming. And again, does not mean Millie Bobby Brown is not in this movie. just means she's not the character we thought she was going to be in the movie. Um, so a, a lot of things got changed around from what we thought we were going to head into this panel uh, and have the information yeah. on. A few of those things have changed. So, I mean, Hercules very likely could still be in this movie, still very likely could be played by Luke Evans. Um, we just don't know. Um, so that's the fun part of it. So when they start filming, we'll know all of this. Um, but till then, this is all we got. Uh, Tia, your thoughts um, on the panel and the casting? Um, well, sorry about that. I was excited even before this, even though I know absolutely nothing about any of the characters, just simply because it is a Marvel property and they've introduced me to characters, say, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy that I would never have known about. <laughs> Sorry. The freaking cast was 
amazing. As Nick said, Angelina Jolie looked so good. As soon as I saw that picture of her on stage, I was like, oh, and she looked excited to, like, be there. So I was like, this is just amazing. Selma Hayek's in it. Richard Madden is in it. It's, to me, I'm just so pumped, and I'm really just excited to see what is going on with this film. I think that it certainly is going to be a movie that is kind of like, I don't want to say slept on, but people aren't going to be as maybe excited for it considering it is going to take place so um, before everything else. But I, I think that where we are now with the MCU, the visuals are going to be absolutely fantastic. You have way too much acting talent in there for it to not be good. And I think that people are going to walk in maybe skeptical, but walk out just truly loving the experience. Experience. So I'm really happy that this is kind of what they said that this is what's going to kick off phase four, although that does confuse me a little. Um, I'm sure we'll get into this a little later, but um, Spider-Man Far From Home was supposed to be the end of phase three and Eternals is supposed to be the beginning of phase four. But we have the Black, Mid- the Black Widow movie that's just conveniently placed in the middle. So is it outside of the phase boundaries, pretty much. And again, I don't want to get too into that because I know that we are going to talk about it later in the show, but that was just my my really one question away from the panel. Yeah, well, we can clear that up really quickly. Um, <clears throat> it, it's a prequel, so it doesn't count as part of the, the, the ongoing con- continuity. So it's like, it's, if you were doing a full MCU timeline from the first Iron Man to now, I'm assuming what Feige is, is trying to say is, like, you would just take that movie, place it right after Civil War, and that's where it fits in as far as the continuity. Like, when, when Phase right. 4 is, is wrapped up, that's where you would place that. It's not part of, um, like, right after Spider-Man going forward, it's not part of that, those, those movies going forward, pushing the MCU forward. This is more of a a, um, a prequel, so it could go right after Civil War, and then you would look at the movies going forward. So it's a bit confusing, and they didn't really explain any of it, but I think that's what he's assuming, we're assuming, is that once Phase 4 is over and we're looking at Phase 1 to Phase 4, we would just pluck Black Widow out, put it right, inside, uh, right in whatever Phase Civil War was, and it would go right after Civil War, because that's where it takes place, so... Um, I'm glad you did bring that up because that, that was something that a lot of people were confused about. Um, no, Feige's not ignoring it. It's just not part of this continuity of going forward um, because it's about the past. So a bit confusing, but that's what happens when you kill someone off. <laughs> you only can do movies about the past, not the future. Um, so, But we'll definitely get into Black Widow. Up next, Joel, I think we have a show. I think it was a movie show, movie show. Um, so I think for shows, it was Falcon and, um, uh, Bucky, the one yeah. told you, I'm sorry. Told, yeah. Um, so go ahead. Cause we got some details from that. I think we got details from that. If not, at least, uh, release it. Yeah. We didn't get much from it. We got the logo. Uh, we know they're coming back. We know that, uh, Falcon will wear the costume, the new cap costume. He'll be the new Captain America. It is kind of a passing down of the shield. We'll get some more uh, into Winter Soldier's background, how he's doing, and Falcon and his now taking of the mantle and 
Uh, we also, at the end of that uh, little bit of their uh, panel or whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, <clears throat> uh, they announced that um, Daniel Bruhl's coming back as um, Baron Zemo with the fucking mask. So that, you know, that sold me. I was like, all right, we got Baron Zemo with the mask. That's all I needed to hear. And, yes, that's going to be part of Disney Plus as a series. So I'm excited. Yes, and we also got word from Anthony Mackie. I mean, this might excite you. This might not excite you. Said Marvel came over his house, and he's tried on the costume, and it looks amazing. Um, so anyone that's really excited to see him in costume, just hearing that might excite you. I was excited by it because I'm like, I want to see if it's going to be futuristic because um, what they've never played on Falcon, because if you watch the cartoons or read the comics and then watch the movies, they're two different people. Um, in the comics and in the TV show, he's more of the genius type uh, to where he kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, has a friendship with Cap, but kind of seems more like Tony. Um, but in the MCU, that's what Peter is. So that's why Sam kind of mirrors Cap. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he just goes kind of plain like Cap suit was or if he looks to do anything futuristic with it uh, and kind of heightens any technology. Um, so I'll be really we'll curious probably, to see if he – go ahead, I'm sorry. We'll probably, he'll probably end up looking like the comic book version, you know, and he'll okay. be like a hybrid with like Cap and like with the new tech because, you know, his red wing is is now more of a a drone than an actual bird. So yeah, there's definitely a lot more tech involved than his uh, classic look. Um, <clears throat> but never to not to this level that you saw in the cartoon. Yeah, I wouldn't use that as right. a reference. No, no, no. Right. That that's what I'm saying. Uh, the MCU, their approach to Sam has been uh, I don't want to say drastically, but it's been different than the other iterations we've seen yeah. of Sam. Um, so that's mm-hmm. what's most in- intriguing. Um, Nick, I'll go to you. Uh, your thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I keep wanting to say Bucky so bad. Um, but your thoughts on that and Joel's news of Zemo has the mask. Yeah, that's pretty fucking awesome. Um, I thought he was a great villain. Um, just different, you know, like having a villain that, um, you know, they, they kind of had this build up to the, you know, the big fight against all of the other super um, you know, super uh, Soviet cap versions of Cap, um, mm-hmm. and you know he just kills them all. And like it was just, it was very interesting. His motivation um, throughout that movie was very clear cut and very, um, very impactful. Um, so to see, kind of see his arc going forward um, should be interesting. I, I'm very interested to see what is the connection between the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because obviously his motivation within, um, uh, within Civil War was uh, his, his family dying in, in Sokovia um, during the events of uh, Age of Ultron, which really neither, neither one of those two had much involvement in. Um, obviously, I, I think Falcon was there, but, um, I mean, Bucky wasn't even there, um, and you know, uh, it, that was much more of an Avengers thing. Um, so, you know, I'll be interested to see how they set that up and, and what what becomes the parallel uh, between, like, the driving factor of those characters and, um, you know, I guess their relationship. My, my guess would be that now that Steve is out of the picture, Bucky is the kind of the last vestige of these um, – kind of super-powered um, 
from the from the serum dudes or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe that's it. Maybe he wants to kill Bucky. Um, I'm not sure, um, but I, I'm very intrigued to see that. I'm excited to see him with the mask. That's that's totally dope. And uh, yeah, should be fun. If I had to take a guess, Nick, I would say his motivations purely are he can't um, he can't get revenge on Iron Man or Cap. Seemingly to the world, they're dead. Um, so it's kind of like Bucky and, and Falcon is like the the next best thing. Um, but I'm sure it'll probably go deeper than that. I'm sure it'll probably go deeper than that. Um, maybe it could be something as simple as he escapes and Bucky feels as though it's his it's his job to capture him since um, sure. he knows, you know, what he did to him last time he was a free man. Um, so maybe that could be what sparks it. And then it's like, you know, Falcon, like, come help me, you know, find this guy. Um, it could be something as simple as that, but it could be something much deeper. But we also know Agent 13, right, Joel? She's she's also returning to the show. Um, so maybe that could be their in on we, finding out. Go ahead, I'm sorry. We heard, no, we heard rumors that she might be in it too. So, yeah, that she's probably in it too, yeah, Sharon Carter. Yeah. Um, so she could be their inside information on, on how they find out that, that he escaped. Maybe she calls them and asks them to, to help out. So, I mean, there's different ways to go, but um, what I think is most intriguing about Zemo from Civil War that no one really touches on is that he pointed out – no, not not he, I'm sorry. Um, Friday pointed out to Stark when he was in the helicopter that he does have a military background. That's very important because Zemo is a very skilled fighter. Um, so by the way they play, they made Zemo's theme in that movie, made it seem like he couldn't fight, like he couldn't defend himself. So it is interesting to know that he does have a fighting background. So when it comes time for him to actually fight in the match, we know, one, it'll be believable, and two, we'll understand where it came from because we know that he has the uh, military background. So that's something to look out well, for, too. And um, we know he knows his torture techniques. <laughs> yes, for sure. yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Um, I am curious if he has the sword. I, I, I won't be upset if he doesn't, but I am curious if they do go that or if they try to stay more modest. Um, but things for us to, to look out for. Um, Joel, I'll go to you next. Um, your thoughts mm-hmm. on, on the panel and then some of the confirmed news that we got. Uh, regarding Falcon and Soldier? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> like I said <laughs> when I was describing, I, I am. That's what I guess I would probably put it. Maybe second or third on my uh, most excited of the the phase four. Uh, that's how much I'm intrigued by it because I look. Uh, one of my favorite parts of Civil War was like in the beginning of Civil War when they were t- like it was a small unit, it wasn't a very powerful unit, it was more Black Ops um, and Captain Falcon going in there and busting ass. Like if I could get that for like multiple episodes, that's cool. And then we get to see now. Falcon as Cap and and Bucky still do his thing as like a a, a super soldier in his own right. Uh, I, I I can see that for days. I mean, especially if it's the same quality that we've got from the movies. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to seeing all of that. There's been several rumors. The one rumor seems that that we got confirmed is that Baron Zemo is in it. Like we got the Sharon Carter uh, rumor. There was rumors of an, a U.S. agent possibly being in it. So I mean, there's. Who knows? There's probably a couple other surprises they're not telling us. So I'm, I mean, we still have D23, so you never know. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot more coming, people. Yeah, and San Diego for next year because it doesn't come out till fall yeah. of next year. So yeah, they very so well could be at, um, 
San Diego next year. Uh, but, right. yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things. And also, by the way, uh, we mentioned this when we were talking about the show two weeks ago, but it's only eight episodes. A lot of these shows are going to probably only be about eight episodes. Um, I'm pretty – that's a good thing, mainly because it means they're spending the money on making it look super good, but that's probably why it's a short, shorter amount of episodes. Um, but it just means there's less fillers, and it, it should get right to the action, right to the story uh, rather quickly. Um, so I, I honestly can't wait for it. I hate that it's, it's, it's a year and some change away. It's like, oh, wish it was coming out the same time as Mandalorian, but it'll be well worth the wait. Uh, Tia, uh, your thoughts on the, the news that Daniel Brawl is coming back as Baron Zemo and will have the mask. And just your overall thoughts on on the show, on what you expect from the show. Sorry, I don't know why I said it like it came out. <laughs> no, it's awesome that uh, that actor is coming back. I thought that he was one of the most probably underrated villains in the MCU in the live action capacity because of just what he was able to do to the Avengers. So if we can get him in and give him more of say a physical role, I think that would be awesome. I, I'm really intrigued to see if uh, Daniel can pull those moves off. Um, so if you're bringing him back, and as you pointed out that it was, the, they made sure to mention that he had a military background, you would hope that then they would, uh, you know, touch upon that. So I'm super excited for that. Um, in general, Besides the Loki show, I think this is the show on Disney Plus that I am most looking forward to. I love Anthony Mackie as Falcon, now our Captain America. I love Sebastian Stan as Bucky. Seeing them kind of pass the shield back and forth to each other on stage at San Diego Comic-Con was so cool. Uh, I thought that was really awesome. I'm looking forward to the two of them working together. I think that they were uh, just such an enjoyable duo in Civil War just because of how much they seem to dislike each other. But obviously they're both there for Steve Rogers, so they had to kind of be in each other's company. So I thought that was uh, just hilarious. And I do hope that the rumors that Sharon Carter's coming back is true because, first of all, I do really like Emily Van Camp as an actress, and I never thought that she got her due diligence because she's an agent and we saw that she obviously knows how to fight but in Civil War she was kind of reduced really to a love interest so if it's that she's there kind of letting them know like letting Sam and Bucky know that Zemo escaped I think that would definitely put her more into the mix so I would like to see that as well but I think that this, again, this show is one of the shows that I'm excited for most on Disney+. Plus. They're both really awesome actors, and they're really just great in their fight scenes, and I think that there's a lot that needs to be explored post-Endgame, especially now that um, Sam is Captain America. And that's really cool what you said, Joan, that Anthony Mackie said that they came over and he tried on the suit. I'm really excited to see what the hell that suit even looks like. Yeah, absolutely. And what's funny is I look at the parallels like this. We've seen Peter, who uh, was heavily influenced by Stark. We saw what it was like post-in-game for him and how hard it was for him to go through a world without Iron Man. Um, it'll be very interesting to see if Sam has that same struggle. Obviously, 
not to the extent of a child like Peter was, but just the idea of now I have to be the man, like I'm the man, so I'm Captain America now. Um, to see if there's any struggles with that, to see if there's any uh, inner inner struggle within him of can I live up to Cap, and does that even matter? Should I just focus on being my own hero? Um, it'll be interesting to see if they play with that at all. Um, and I'm pretty sure we'll have a fight between Bucky and Sam at some point where uh, um, Bucky reminds him that he's not Cap. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how much that is is not – not necessarily shoved, but just kind of pushed uh, within the story of itself, how often Sam struggles with um, trying not to live up to Cat because he can't. Um, but all right, uh, what do we have up next, Joel? I think we go back into movies. Um, if not, I think Hawkeye was, was next. What, what, was, what was that? Uh, after, no, um... Hawkeye, Hawkeye was later, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Next was uh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi and oh. the Legend of the Ten Rings. That was next. All right. Yo, uh, you want Joel, me to keep going? Joel, huh? I didn't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you know, yeah. Uh, so Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I, that, my friend, is probably my most – I'm probably the most excited for this. Um, I, the, I think the, the the extra wording, like the subtitle, was probably where it got me the most – Holy shit, they're going to go there. Because, again, we've heard rumors of the Mandarin possibly being a member. Not a member, but a part of this movie. And um, it looks like they're going to go right into it. Because it looks like they're going to probably end up skipping the whole uh, Fu Manchu thing and going straight to giving us the Mandarin we probably should have gotten from the beginning. It just sucks that now we're not going to probably get the Mandarin versus Iron Man like we always wanted. But we will be getting it with uh, with Shang-Chi. And, and hit, they're going to probably integrate both of their stories. Whereas I think Mandarin will probably end up taking um, uh, the, the role of Fu Manchu in, in the movie world. So, and it just makes sense just because it's, it's just better that way, <laughs> especially these days. But we, we got an announcement about who's playing him. Uh, we got, I think his name was, I got to look it up, but I think it's Tony Liu. Sam Liu or something like that. Right, but that's that was Shang-Chi. And I'm talking about Mandarin. Mandarin was... Um, uh, I can't remember his name at the moment, but yeah, I'll look. Oh, I think it's like Tony Luang. Tony Luang. There you go. Yeah. Oh, they casted yeah, him. They did. They, they did. Yeah, Tony Luang is is um, what's his name? Is uh, the Mandarin. The Mandarin. And then we have Aquafina. Yeah. Aquafina was an unknown role, and then we had, of course, um, well, what's his name? The Shang Chi. Same is it Sammy uh, Lu? I know. It's, yeah, Sam Lu. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So there you got Sammy Liu and Shang Chi. Because Liu Kang, it's easy to remember. I can't remember his first name. <laughs> Sammy Liu, right? I forget exactly how it is. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I, we got we got to finally see them. Uh, we finally, they finally gave us our damn Shang Chi. Uh, apparently, he just got casted Tuesday. So good for fucking him. Uh, the, his whole life is about to change. Uh, yeah, he's gonna blow much, up, man. Oh, it's gonna be nuts. Uh, this is basically. Um, I don't want to say Asian Black Panther because it's not nowhere. It's not the same thing at all. But this is this in terms of an equivalent. Uh, this is going to be a mostly Asian cast for the most part. Uh, it's got an Asian director, and obviously, like it's just going to be. It's going to be in that. That's the goal for this movie. It's to be that kind of character film. And for me, uh, I grew up thinking Shang Chi was basically uh, Marvel's Bruce Lee, and that's kind of how I always looked at it. And that's kind of how I hope they portray it. And maybe not exactly like that because Bruce Lee was an actor. <laughs> not that this doesn't, he's going to be himself 
Shang-Chi actually has a, a, a long history. He is the master of Kung Fu, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, hand-to-hand fighter on the planet. So we're going to get to see that hopefully on screen. And um, there's a good chance, like I said, that with Mandarin taking over, as taking the Fu Manchu role over, there's a good chance that Mandarin will probably end up being Shang-Chi's father, at least if they stick to the story. Um, so we'll see. That's going to be very interesting. And, of course, the Ten Rings. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if Mandarin <laughs> is if Mandarin this time is to be what Mandarin should have been last time, it'll be very interesting to see um see that power set. See how the rings look, see you know, see how they manifest, stuff like that. Um but this movie I can say, Joel, I I, I it's safe to say it will be probably for that demographic exactly what mm-hmm. you would assume Black Panther was. Um, right, right. The black demographic. That's what I was trying to say. Um, yes, I, I think you're spot on with that. Um, accuracy is what will be important because Black Panther. Um, I know for for black people, the thing we were trying to pay attention to was how authentic did it feel, top to bottom. Like it just had to feel authentic. Um, that's why bringing in someone like Ruthie Carter just to do your your costume design was perfect. Was flawless. She did an amazing job. It felt authentic. Um, so it, and the funnier thing about authenticity when you're doing, um, when you're doing race is it has to feel authentic, but not offensive, like not overtly, <laughs> you know, like don't, don't, yeah, have yeah. People, you know, you know what I'm saying? So it'll be interesting yeah, to see, um, how careful they are and how close to detail they try to make sure they are with, with everything. But we know Feige and we know attention to detail is something that he's very good with. Um, when selecting these directors and setting up this universe. Um, but, Nick, your thoughts of, of Shang-Chi and the castings we got and us now knowing that it will be Mandarin, who will probably be, if not definitively be, the main villain. Right. Yeah, um, to, to follow up on the point you're making, it has to be authentic, not tropey. Like, that's the thing. Right. That's why doing Fu Manchu is a bad idea. You know, you don't want it yeah. to be tropey. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's why I think this pivot was a very good decision. Um, Obviously, in the Marvel one-shot, All Hell the King, they they teased the Mandarin way back when. Um, So it's it's good that they're kind of like reincorporating things that they laid the groundwork for so long ago, um, Mm -hmm. like – and bringing that character back. And this seems like a good – like a good entry point for the character. I do think it's funny that y'all still bitching about Iron Man 3, even though now we're getting the character, but I digress, whatever. Um, uh, I will continue. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, I, I'm excited. I, I'm, my level of excitement is probably about the same as, <clears throat> about the same as Joel's. Just for my love of like kung fu movies, like yeah. um that's probably why I was most excited for the Mulan trailer, um, out of anybody on that panel. Um, the mm-hmm. you know, the last go round. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm really excited for this movie. I mean, we get like again, like following through with this this brand of branching off into different um sort of different arenas uh for the MCU. Um so you got this really super cosmic thing with Eternals and then now you get this um this really uh badass uh character that you can explore like the 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 kind of kung fu side of shit um 
within this this uh, this uh, you know Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think it's fucking awesome. I'm super excited. I don't know the the guy um, uh, Sam Liu. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. familiar with him. I looked up his IMDb. I didn't recognize one damn thing that he's been in. Um, <laughs> but that's that's fucking awesome because like what were we saying? Um, uh, shit, I don't even remember what it was, Joan, but we were talking about something last week where we were saying, you know, whatever whatever character. It was they Mortal picked, Kombat. We, that's right. It was Mortal Kombat. Thank you. We were we were saying like you don't like we'd rather them like this movie make the star than the star make the movie. You know, to sum it up in a in a small package of words, and like that's that's totally dope that they're doing that with this movie. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to have. Um, Either I, whether it be a big name uh, via, um, you know, you can go for the big name that is the highly recognizable name the world over. You can go for the big name that is, um, you know, like a, um, like a, a very well recognized within the um, like academy type name, like a Brie Larson or Mahershala Ali, which we'll talk later. Um, but you don't always have to go one of those two directions. You can go with some no names, um, and like this is really exciting to see, um, you know, uh, this guy get a chance in, in, in this kind of role. Um, I did see that uh, in his IMDb that he had done uh, some numerous stunt work, um, so that makes me excited. That that it, it seems like, uh, given his stunt work background, that they did not only prioritize somebody who they thought could carry the franchise, but also prioritize somebody who um, could pull off um, a lot of these stunts uh, that they're going to have to do uh, within the course of this film. Um, so that's mm-hmm. also super cool for me, for somebody who really like loves kung fu movies. Like You can't really have uh, a kung fu movie with a leading actor who can't like do stunts. Like that's just you're in you're in for a fucking shit show with something like that. Um, so like yeah, all of this news, I, I'm super excited. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with the Mandarin, um, and you know I'm I'm just pumped for them to like delve into this um, this world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And like Joel said, it's also super fucking cool. And like you know we said a couple weeks ago um, with the aerial casting, Juwan. Um, it, it, it's, it's important, um, for, for young people to be be able to identify with these characters. Um, and it's really cool that they're bringing in, um, like a, a, a lead Asian actor to be able to, um, to, to be the face of, of a particular franchise. Um, again, something that we have yet to see within the MCU. So again, like, um, having that representation is just super fucking awesome. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's forward pushing. Um, right. It's progressive and it's exactly what we need in today's climate is to have people who aren't afraid to uh, move the industry forward. Um, right. So this is great. This is great. Uh, I think the first thing I thought after seeing like, Joel get super excited about this, um, the first thing I thought was when you think back to some, like, few of the original members, like a Thor, like a Hulk, um, like a Hawkeye, um, and you think about when they come back, like, when we finally do get an Avengers movie, 
and they're seeing all these new faces. And I'm like, what What did I miss? Like, what happened? How did all of you get here? Um, that's going to be so much fun to see play out because by the time we get an Avengers movie, we'll have had at least five, maybe six new Avengers um, by that point. Um, yeah. I might be yep. – I might be a little, that might be a little too low, but I thought that was a good, good enough number. Um, but we might have a handful of new Avengers by that time. Um, Can I say something? Be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for the record, his name is Simu Liu. Uh, I, I Thank just you. looked it up. I was like, Simu. It's uh, that's his name. Cool. Good, I mean, good. that goes back to my theory of I hate saying names. I'd rather you say yep. the name. So. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. I was like, where is it? Simu. Yeah, there I've been go. saying Sam Liu, and it's like, no, I was way off. So <laughs> this is why I, I hate doing it. Um, it sounded similar. <laughs> it, a little bit, but nonetheless, I found a way to make myself look stupid on names again. Um, see ya. <laughs> I'm going to go to you. Your excitement for um, Shang-Chi and the announcement of the Mandarin. Well, first of all, I have to say that I love the idea of um, Simu Liu pretty much getting his stepping stone through Marvel because I think I mentioned this not too long ago. Someone did a throwback article where Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston were called no names when they were casted for the first Thor, and now look yeah. at the massive of stars that they are. So we could get this with him. And I was just looking on Twitter, and it was hilarious because Simu actually posted a tweet not too long ago where he at, added Marvel, and he goes, "All right, Marvel, are we gonna talk or what?" And <laughs> and then, like, yesterday or something, underneath, he goes, well, oh, shit, then, or something. It was hilarious. And it's, like, it's great that this guy is excited and he's pumped for his role. It's great that they are bringing in an actual good representation of the Mandarin, because I know how pissed everyone was from Iron Man 3. Um, and I think <laughs> it was a good decision to kind of do the switch with the Mandarin, um, because there was an interview this past weekend with Jim Starlin, who did about mm-hmm. three issues of Shang-Chi, where he said that he really did not want Fu Manchu to be involved in this movie because of how um, offensive it would be. So I think that it was good on their part, good on Feige's part to realize that, like, let's just bring in the character that everyone has been wanting to see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe since Iron Man 3 uh, completely destroyed his character. But I think it's great. I'm happy to kind of see that there is this film out there that can do what Black Panther did, and that's fantastic. And if we have an actor who has done stunt work, he obviously knows what he's doing. They're going to really, uh, to me, I just think that this movie, based on just that alone, and even the title of the freaking movie, just means that we're going to see some great, like, martial arts um, sequences, and I think that they're going to do a fantastic job. And let's just say that, like, Aquafina, by the way, has been cast in everything, because I think she's also in The Little Mermaid, so... Yeah, she's, she's on fire. She's coming around to, yeah, exactly, so... I think this is great. I'm excited for it. I really just want to see what Marvel is going to do with this movie um, and the cast. Yeah, I I think pretty much the feeling I got leaving uh, 
when Marvel's whole panel was over was that it's just so much fun to see what they do next because it's always different. It never feels like what they just did. Like, I always feel like each phase feels different. Um, I never feel like each phase is like, oh, it's the same thing. Like, no, these phases feel different. You feel, um, you know, you feel like they're they're making, they're setting new ground. And you know what this the, phase four, go ahead, I'm sorry. What I took away is that this next phase has some really epic freaking titles for their movies. That's what mm-hmm. I took away. Like, holy shit, before it was just, you know, Thor 1, Thor 2, Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, you got Shang-Chi um, with the Ten Rings, and you have the Doctor Strange, and you have the Thor 4. I mean, holy shit, they are putting the effort into bringing some badass titles for their project. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I feel like Feige and Disney were like, yeah, I mean, we could just say Black Panther 2 or Captain Marvel 2 or Doctor Strange 2, but let's spice it up a little bit. Um, and I think the biggest reaction, Joel, you gave was to um, what I think we're coming close to, which is Doctor Strange. Um, you we're getting close. We're, that not, one. we're not there yet, but yeah. All right, we're getting there. <laughs> uh, now it's a, a show. We're going back to Disney+. Plus. Uh, there's uh, the panel for uh, WandaVision. Uh, and, of course, it came out and uh, it was announced Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany returning. Uh, it's going to be something – out of this world, it seems, uh, based on what they were saying. Uh, I think they're looking for inspiration from a comic, a specific comic. I'm not sure 100%, but uh, I do I do look forward to seeing how this plays out, considering the last time we saw Vision, he was dead. <laughs> so I'm very curious how they're going to play this out. Um, I do like that they they're, they pushed in, they went forward with the whole them being in a relationship thing, because that was definitely a thing in the comics. Uh, and so they definitely went with it, you know, a girl and her fucking Andrew or synthesoid, whatever the hell vision is. But I can't wait to see him back in some capacity. And uh, we also got an announcement that we might see some characters from the movies show up. Um, but the one, the one character that stood out the most was we just saw this character recently in Captain Marvel. The little girl, Monica Rambeau, will show up in WandaVision as an adult. So we'll have an adult uh, uh, Monica Rambeau played by Tiana Paris, and uh, that is effing awesome because this we're just this much closer to seeing Spectrum and the live action uh, in the big uh, not in the big small screen. Point that she's in the MCU, we'll see her at some point with powers possibly. So I'm very excited. I don't know how where she fits in, uh, but I'm excited to see her nonetheless. Motherfucking photon. You go. Yeah. Definitely. I, it, it, the woman of many funny. names. It's funny. Right, she's got like four of them, doesn't she? Yeah. Photon, Captain Marvel, Spectrum. She's got a, she's got a couple. Yeah. Um, no, it's funny because like I feel, I feel like the best way to start WandaVision is for like someone – like Wanda sitting in a room crying about how, how much she misses Vision. And like you just have Shuri walk in and go, you know, I could like just rebuild them, right? Like it, 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 it's pretty simple. And it's like, wait, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't know why you didn't come to me sooner. Like, I'll, I'll just remake it for you. Because uh, it's literally just that simple. Um, but you don't have a mind, like, start to do it. And uh, Banner nowadays is working with one arm. Um, but it's literally just recreating vision. Like, he can't exist without the stone. Um, they told you that in Infinity War. Um, so it, it just will be interesting to see who is the one that does recreate vision. If it's Wanda, does her powers have the ability to do so? 
Um, it'll just be interesting to see how they set the stage. Um, but that, it's funny because that series is the one that's like very low on my list of, of what they've announced for shows. Um, mm. Just purely because I, I'm, I'm at this point to where I'm like, now that we know the X-Men are, are going to exist, I want to fast forward to like her, like if Kevin Feige's ever going to have the storyline of, you know, um, Magneto is her Talk actual father. Like I just want to get, uh, I want to get to that. I want to hurry up and get to that. Um, so take I'm like, your this time. Show has, take your time. No, I know, but I'm saying that's why this show is low on my list of um, excitement, only because it will have nothing to do with it, and that's just the no. only storyline of hers I, I, I want to, to hurry up and get to. But nonetheless, yeah. it, it is it is setting itself up to be really um, fun and exciting, especially with uh, Miss Rambo. But Nick. Your thoughts on WandaVision and the announcement of Miss Rambo? Okay, I have two thoughts, two main thoughts. One, worst title of anything released on uh, on their board. <laughs> this is a terrible. Yeah. WandaVision. <laughs> so bad. It's a really bad title. That being said, it is the show that I am most hyped for out of all of the shows, namely because wow. we're going to really get to explore. Um, Wanda's character and her powers, and she's one of the most, if not the most intriguing character that we have established thus far with her her powers, what we know from her in the comics, what she can do uh, in the comics versus where they take that character um, it, with, within the MCU. And from what I've heard, this is going to be like really trippy, really kind of psychedelic and, and, and kind of next level shit like that. Um, and like to me, like if you're telling me we're gonna have like a trippy psychedelic um esque, you know, show featuring uh, a character um whose, you know, name is the Scarlet Witch, uh, within the comics, like to me that just kinda screams Legion, um, as far as like a like a, a like a, a basic idea of kind of what to expect. Um and y'all know I fucking love Legion. <laughs> so yeah. I'm super fucking hyped for this. Like, I just wish it had a better title. I just wish they called it Scarlet Witch and, like, Envision was just a part of it. But he was, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I just think that mm-hmm. would be way cooler. WandaVision is a lame fucking title. But that aside, I'm really fucking excited for the show. Um, more Again, more than any of the other shows um, that that are dropping currently. Um, that we know of, um, simply because I I think I think I could predict a lot of the other shows as far as the beats and what they'll do. This is the one that I mm-hmm. don't have a good read on, and that excites me, you know, more than anything is to not know. Fair enough. <clears throat> Excuse me, Tia. Is your level of excitement for? <laughs> I I can't even work myself up to say it. Scarlet Witch and Vision. That's what I'll say. Um, it's your level of excitement for this show um, up there with Nick. Um, I'm not really that overly excited for this show. Maybe it's just like the name itself because WandaVision is terrible. But um, Vision was never really on top of my list of favorite characters. And while I have started liking Scarlet Witch throughout the movies, it's still just not enough to really hype me per se but Juwan you never know like what if there's something they're they're not telling us and then in the show she like 
discovers Magneto as her father or something like that. I mean, you never know there could be that, like, mind well, mystery in there. So, I mean, but as far as, like, surprises, I say that. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as, like, excitement goes, yeah, this and um, another show are probably very low on my excitement level. For me, it's uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki up at the top, and I have a few that are really at the bottom, and that's one of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it, it's one of those things where, again, I'm not saying I don't want to see it, I'm not going to see it, or it's going to be bad. It's just low on my list of exciting uh, shows that Marvel has coming out. So I'll watch it, and then hopefully... It um it excites me watching it as much as it's exciting Nick for the build up of it. Um, that's <laughs> well, the best. It's funny. That's the best I could ask. It's funny, like ranking any of these properties that we're like we're talking about today. Um, it's like trying to uh, rank your your favorite band's songs and like yeah, and right. say like oh well this is the worst song on that album, but it's still better than like. Ninety-seven percent of other band songs. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. we just when we say we're low on a particular thing, uh, it's not that we're low on it in general. Just it's a sliding no. scale. Like, there's there's so no. many things in here that are just we happen to be higher on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> that is a a very great assessment. Um, but yeah, it, it's just one of those things where it's like um, I like her character. I like Vision's character. It's just a matter of you putting it in a show format and that entertaining me. I just I, – I don't see what about it will entertain me um, or excite me, rather. Not entertain, excite me. Yeah, um, I was going to say. You probably rephrase yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I can assure you that I will 100% like this show when I see it. Um, I just – again, this is, Nick, one of the points you made before. Once I see the trailer, I'm sure I'll be just as excited. There you go. Um, there you go. But uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on. What we got next, Joel? Well, well, let's put it this way. Before we move on to the next one, we will. One division will come up again in 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 a couple minutes. So I'll just say that. Um, moving on though, Loki. Loki was announced next. That was the next panel. It was when Tom Hiddleston came out. Uh, he's coming back. It will take place uh, after that moment. In um in then or spoilers in Endgame where he escapes and grabs the Tesseract and disappears, so it'll take place during that timeline where you, we're basically getting Dick uh, Loki through most of this series because it's it's not the one that died uh, valiantly you know kind of sort of, sort of you know against Thanos and all that extra shit so it'll be a different version it'll be the the, the asshole from the Avengers movies <laughs> so um. I do look forward to it, but it's probably one of, it's look, just like everybody else, everyone has their own taste. It's probably the lowest on of my excitement is the Loki series. I, Wait, I'm what? Kind of, I've, seen, I've, I've seen Loki yeah, enough wow. in my lifetime. Uh, I don't need to see Loki anymore, but if they want to do it, I'll watch it. Um, <laughs> um, I'm good. You know, I'd rather I'd rather watch more Vision, honestly. But um, um, we right, got, that's um, disrespectful. No, I'm relaxed. I'm with you. Yeah, relax, I've seen, I've, we it's got enough Loki. It's not on my but, list, but it's it's down there. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. It's, it's low. It's on mine. That's no. That's <laughs> not what I'm talking about. I understand if it's not higher on your list because we have seen a lot of Loki. I was talking more. Joel saying I'd rather see Vision. 
then like, I would rather I see would. more vision. I want to see more vision. But yeah, so much see a lot of vision. Oh, more with vision. Oh my Wait, lord. Okay. We're we're gonna, vision, okay. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, vision's dope as shit. We're gonna like the, oh we have god. yet to even come close to tapping into the potential of what that they can do with that character. We've seen everything right, right. they can do with Loki, pretty much. Like, We've seen a lot of Loki. And then we're gonna get yeah. more Loki. So you're not gonna, you know. And that's great. Fine, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Too. <laughs> it's it's just it like I, yeah. I'm more excited to see what they do with Scarlet Witch and Vision, two like characters yeah. who we haven't really seen a lot of, versus a character that we have seen a lot of, and we kind of know what to expect from it. More or less. Right. Exactly. Oh, okay. Um. All right. Um, <laughs> I was gonna move on to the next topic, but I didn't go to anyone yet. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Nick, <laughs> that's pretty much where I'm at at this point. I, that was too much for me. Um, Nick, you pretty much said probably all you you were gonna sum up for Loki, but your thoughts on the Loki series? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I touched on it. I mean, I I'm excited for it. I'm glad that it's taking place in this alternate timeline. We had speculated if it was gonna be like a, a prequel to like the entire Thor. Um, uh, like when Thor started and if it was going to like take place mm-hmm. before that or, or when it was going to take place. So it's cool that we got confirmation on that it is going to be this, this alternate um, uh, part of the multiverse version of Loki. Um, so I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what I, I tell you what I'm most intrigued to see about. Um, I, I think it was in days of future past where Hank is talking to, um, I can't remember who he was talking to prop, Probably um, Mystique, but he's talking about uh, throwing rocks in a, a a river and how you can create a ripple, but it doesn't really change the river. So I'll be interested to see if, like, you know, like we still get the mischievous Loki, but in the end, you know, we still get the like the 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 hero version of Loki. Um, you know, when it's all said and done, if that is the true trajectory of his character arc, no matter. You know, no matter how you slice it, that is where he ends up. Um, so that part of it intrigues me, and it, it will intrigue me too as I tap more into the multiverse, which we will obviously cover here shortly. Um, mm-hmm. Will this version of Loki uh, come into play later in the 616 timeline uh, in the MCU, um, mm-hmm. or will this character completely take place um, outside of that? Because um, I, I definitely think they're they're laying the groundwork for bringing Loki back, and how that could work uh, does intrigue me. Um, so I, I hope they really explore those aspects of it, um, and, and that's why it's not lowest on my list. Um, but uh, it, it, you know, it's it, it, there are parts of it that that definitely intrigue me. But again, I feel like I kind of know what to expect with it. Um, now, obviously, there's always curveballs, but um, but yeah, I mean, I I feel like I got a good beat on what they're going to be going for here. I'm gonna call it now, uh, and then I'm gonna go right to UT. I'm gonna call it now. We're gonna see. Um, ah, I can't believe I just forgot her name. Um, Enchantress in season one of Loki. I, I'm calling oh, that'd it right be now. Fucking great. We will see Enchantress. I, hope so. I think. That'd be awesome. I think. I think Loki's going to feel like I don't have anyone else to turn to. Like, I'm going to turn to someone that I know. And I think it's going to be Enchantress. Uh, now, I'm not saying she's going to be a huge part of the show, 
but I am calling it now. We see Enchantress um, in season one of Loki. Hey, and Jerome, how about this, too? Um, if this takes place in an alternate timeline um, mm-hmm. and he does encounter Enchantress, that would definitely leave the door open for Scourge to be yeah. her sidekick again. Um, mm-hmm. And then if they do work that multiverse angle, we could see like Enchantress and um, Scourge show up again later in a, in a Thor movie. So like a lot of doors that you can open there. For sure, it will it will be confusing because I think with Kevin Feige in Doctor Strange will will help make sense of this. Um, it's he's not in another in another universe. It's the same timeline. It's the same timeline we've seen. He's just he's now has the ability to go through um, pockets of time, but I don't think anything ultimately changes as far as. Well, Scourge was this guy in Ragnarok, but now there's a chance that he's someone else. I don't know if Loki. Why does he not dead yet? Yeah, he's not dead yet, right? He's not dead in the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's dead in the current timeline. He's in another timeline. It's not another universe. I'm not saying you're getting a different version of the character. I'm saying because Loki is inhabiting that timeline, um, he's he's breaking off and setting forth an alternate timeline. I guess it would it, essentially it wouldn't it would be a new universe. It it would just be a branch off the existing one. Um, right. right. So it would it would be like a tree limb. But like, but yeah, I mean, he he could if he finds Enchantress. Um, like maybe there's a backstory uh, where Enchantress actually died in the original timeline off screen, and Scourge ended up as you know the the in Heimdall's role, um, you know, later on, you know, and, and if that doesn't happen, he goes in a different path is all I'm saying. Something no, like that. very fair. I mean, very fair. You could even uh, shorten it to where um, Enchantress did die off, off screen, but Loki was friends with Scourge and Enchantress. So that's why he trusted him enough to be um, the new Heimdall. Uh, and that's how he brought him in. You, you could go, you could go that route. Um, I'm just saying, I definitively am making the statement, Enchantress will be in season one of Loki. And this is coming from my ignorance, because obviously I don't know anything about what this show is going to give us. But that's my bold prediction. Um, Tia, your thoughts on Loki and his own series? Oh, well, obviously, I, this is the uh, series that I'm most excited for on the Disney Plus uh, streaming service, because freaking Tom Hiddleston as Loki. I have not seen enough of Tom Hiddleston as Loki, so that's just my statement right there. And I think it's really cool that it's going to be the Loki from the 2012 Avengers movie because while I loved Loki in Thor Ragnarok and I loved the, you know, the galleon sacrifice that he made in Infinity War, I do like the idea of getting maybe a little bit more of a mischievous Loki than we've had in the past few movies. I do like that idea. I like that they're going to be exploring it. I like what Nick said um, that if is it going to be the case, is Loki always kind of destined to have that redemption no matter what timeline he decides to be in. So I think that is interesting for them to explore. And I kind of wanted them to explore a little bit of his past. I know what the plot is, and I like the plot, 
but I do hope that maybe through flashbacks or him just having a dialogue that he kind of talks about what he went through being younger and what really caused him to kind of go through what he went through and the decisions that he's made. And we could obviously see him trying to avoid Thanos because we found that out, you know, throughout the MCU that by failing Thanos, but by not giving him what he wanted, you know, the Chitari had told him that there was nowhere that he couldn't be found. We saw that in Infinity War. So obviously I think that if we're seeing a Loki directly after the events of the first Avengers movie, that that's going to be something that is deeply a concern of his and why maybe he decided to take the Tesseract in the first place, obviously to avoid punishment from the Avengers and from Thor, but to also avoid punishment from Thanos. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot of story to, to go down. And I I get the point of we've seen so much of Loki. There's not a necessity to see more. I would have agreed with that if Thor was, was done, like they weren't doing any more solo movies with Thor. But as long as Thor keeps uh, continuously going, give me Loki. I don't care. Give me Loki as long as there's Thor. So I could even see Loki being in Thor um, and it making sense. I'm I'm cool with it. Completely cool with it. Um, but all right, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's move on. What we got next, Joel? Well, <clears throat> after that, we went back to movies, and we've got uh, the announcement of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Apparently, this will be the first uh, MCU horror movie, uh, but mm. will still be PG-13. Uh, at least that's the that's the goal. At least from what we're seeing, um, I'm super excited uh, for this. Um, as Juwan was saying, um, mainly because we know Nightmare is now going to be the villain. We, at least that's what we've heard. Um, <clears throat> and the 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 real big thing, um, the big surprise for us was when they announced that Elizabeth Olsen is going to be in it, which means the Scarlet yeah. Witch will be in Doctor Strange. Two or whatever this uh, multiverse of madness, and of course that her show will in some way connect to this movie. So now WandaVision has more purpose than just being WandaVision. It does connect in some ways to Doctor Strange, uh, too. So yeah, that's fucking exciting. And now we'll probably dive into not just her powers, uh, but how there is magic in some capacity. They will give her her. She's gonna be considered a magic character finally. So like like she should be. And I'm very excited. Very very excited. I would love it if they go the route of Doctor Strange is training her, um, and is helping her kind of not only be able to control, but to use her powers in a way to where it manifests. Because uh, we remember in the comics when she uses her powers, she has a red glow around her hand, the same way Strange has a yellow glow around his. Um, so it'd be really interesting if that is the relationship to where he's legit just training her. Um, and the idea of, you know, Joel's going to hate me for saying this, but he'll get over it. The idea that it digs into the multiverse does then open up ideas for mutants. And then her story to dive deeper into the idea no. of it and her no. to truly find out where she comes from. <laughs> Let me explain saying, myself. When I say multi, I, I just don't want the X Men and mutants being in a different universe. That's all I'm saying. 
I, that's why multiverses like annoy me to a degree because they just they can also complicate things and then people have extra questions and I really hope Doctor Strange well, puts some of this to bed. <laughs> that's really what more of I'm looking forward to. To be fair, if the X Men exist on the current world we're in, that creates mm-hmm. questions too because then you go, well, yeah, where have you been obviously. all this time? And it then sure. it actually it bothers people more if you say that they're on this planet because then a lot of people kind of feel like the story of Charles and Magneto should have been something that, that has been discussed. Um, and, again, not through the MCU movies that we watch, but just through the ideas of history. Like, there have been sightings of mutants way back when. So it's like it shouldn't be new with Scarlet Witch that, oh, oh, this is a mutant? Oh, we never knew. Like, no, there's been mutants before. So it just kind of complicates things. So you saying they're from another universe kind of simplifies things more than if you say they're from the current timeline that we're in now. So both create but questions. But then doesn't that, take away, doesn't that take away her being the daughter of Magneto? Well, you could say her actual father um, on, on this planet had the same name. Maybe didn't have the power set, but had the same name. Um, and maybe you could go the, the route of the daughter in his universe didn't have powers but had the same name, and that's what brings them together. Well, um, there's and now you're, it. you're just complicating it again, though. <laughs> like, no, not really. So, yes, you are. There's no easy way to do it. That's, that would be <laughs> That's what point. I just said. There's... I said both ways would create questions. Exactly. So, like, I don't know why you would – I don't know why you would – here's my point to both of you, you and Joel. Like – Kevin Feige is going to figure out a way to do it, and it's going to be better than what any of us can think up. So we should we shouldn't Good. worry about it. Right. That's why I'm trying not to. But they keep bringing it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's there. It's it's there. It's there. It's not like I'm bringing it up, and he's already stated that. No. No. I know it's there. I just Walt. don't like. So it's like I just don't like your. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I just don't like your ideas. That's all it's really coming down to. <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. Which, which is fine. But I'm saying the hey, fact I like that she has her own ideas show, I, want, I appreciate that. The fact that she has her own show, I want to see maybe. her story dive into um, her history. Like, I want to know more if you're bringing X-Men in, have her storyline be what, what, what is she a will. gateway to it. That's they all will. I'm saying. I, pro- I think they That's will. I think they will. That's it. Anyway, Nick, your thoughts on Doctor Strange's sequel. Okay, if if One Division is the worst title, this is the fucking dopest title. Like <laughs> Doctor Strange in the wait, wait, what is it again? The in the uh, uh, multiverse fuck. of madness. Of madness, dude. That shit is so madness. fucking dope. In the multiverse of madness, fuck yeah. yes. Um, I'm totally down with this title. It's my favorite out of all of them, so I just that's a quick aside. Um, but yeah, again, I'm super excited uh, for what they're gonna do here with it, with the notion that it's gonna be like a like kind of their first real deep dive in, into like a horror movie. Um, like that sounds fucking dope as shit to me. The fact that Nightmare is gonna be the villain perfectly fits that. The fact that um, uh, Scott Erickson, I believe is his name, is back to direct the sequel. He's got his background in horror movies, um, so like there's that as well. That you know obviously lends itself um, to to potentially what they're going to be um, laying you know laying down here. 
Um, and um, as far as Scarlet Witch and her involvement in it, I would prefer rather than Doctor Strange training her, I would prefer that like she comes into the movie and like helps Doctor Strange um, more in a sense of she learns some shit from her uh, from the the TV show that they do with her, um, and uh, you know he's like, what the fuck's going on? And she has to kind of step in and be like, yo, dude, this is what's going on. This is what we need to do. Like, um, I, I would honestly kind of prefer that um, sort of angle where she's almost the, um, uh, I guess if you were to, like, if I were to have this be like kind of an ideal situation, like treat it like Mad Max Fury Road, where like Mad Max is the main character, but Furiosa is mm. the one like doing the, fucking baller ass shit um like i would kind of like Charlotte Witch to have a, a role on that level in this movie um then you know just after her show going to dr strange and being like i need help i need training um i, I would rather that be kind of her role i'm ready to really kind of see her take a step um up as far as a focus um and as far as like an og character um, so like that's kind of what I'm hoping for. But regardless of the dynamic of how she's involved, I think it's awesome. Like Joelle said, that they're finally like seemingly really delving into her um, being you know involved heavily in in magic um, within the MCU, um, and it mm-hmm. makes total sense for her to team up with Doctor Strange to uh, to take Can on die. Nightmare. Um, and it's just perfect. Like, it's like, great job, guys. Like, again, you nailed it. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Again, you're keeping this character relevant, and you're um, progressing both she and Doctor Strange uh, forward um, in a way that, that really makes a whole lot of sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm super excited for it. And, and in fact, um, not only do I think this is the best title, I think this is – in phase four, if if we're cutting phase four off, um, you know, with dates that we actually have, um, this is the uh, this is the movie that I'm most excited for. And maybe they'll finally call her Scarlet Witch. Just saying, right? That'd be nice. Yes, like, that <laughs> would be fucking awesome. Like work it in, work it in organically, but it would be it'd be great. Fair enough. Theo, where's your level of excitement for? Uh, Doctor Strange's sequel. I think we just lost Thea. She should be back soon. We just lost Thea? I think so. Okay. Let me see. Uh, she hasn't messaged me yet. Um, yeah. I oh, mean, she's back. She's back. Hold on. Hold on. Thea? Yeah, I'm here. I don't know what's going on at home today, guys. My bad. <laughs> no, good. you're good. It's on you. Um, I'm Kicking it to you. What what is where is your level of excitement for Doctor Strange's sequel? Well, first of all, that title is like the most metal title I've ever heard. Yeah, so And and I will say like um that I don't know if you guys knew this, but like I wasn't really that big of a Doctor Strange fan until Infinity War. I didn't necessarily like his solo movie until I saw Infinity Ooh. War. Then went back and 
thought of him as like a standout from Infinity War, went back to then watch Doctor Strange and loved it. I don't know what was right. going on with me at that point. It might have just been like how I felt in the movie theater that night. I don't know. But yeah, Happens. from liking Doctor Strange so much to that title, the fact that um, Scott, uh, Scott Derrickson said that it's going to be like the first horror movie in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So badass. The plot sounds amazing. I just think that we're going to have such amazing visuals and cool ass shit. And I love what Nick said about how it's kind of like maybe Scarlet Witch comes in and actually assists Doctor Strange as opposed to it being like Doctor Strange instead showing her the ropes. Love that. That's so cool to me. Yeah, my level of excitement out of the phase four movies, it has to be Doctor Strange too. That just shit sounds so effing cool. I can't wait for it to come out and go see it in theaters. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Joelle, what we got up And Joanne, like, quit, yeah. quit, like, quit shitting on women, man. Quit telling them they have to <laughs> learn from men. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. All right, what we got next? Next is a uh, this one came out uh, out of nowhere. Uh, this one is uh, it's called What If. Uh, we heard about this a couple months ago. Uh, they made it official. It's an animated series um, about uh, more. It's basically uh, it's the What If version of the MCU. So it's all What If stories in the MCU. Like I believe the first What If story will be about Peggy taking out the mantle of Captain America instead of Steve Rogers. So. Um, I think that's what we're going to get. So there's like a revolving, like all the old voice uh, actors from the past will come back and do voices in this show. Uh, I think uh, they, they gave us a whole list of actors. I, I can't remember off the top of my head at the moment, but the, the big standout was the new voice of uh, Jeffrey Wright, as he will be the voice of the Watcher. And he will more or less probably Perfect. be narrating the whole series. So uh, this sounds really cool. Um, it's probably not one of those things that you've got to watch to be like for it to connect anywhere. But it's probably going to be one of those Disney Plus series where um, you can casually watch and, you know, don't have to necessarily connect anywhere. Because it's, I think, the first animated MCU feature. So this should be really fun. Um, and Jeffrey Wright is, like, the perfect voice for Watsy, so I'm down for it. All right. Uh, Nick, I'm going to start with you. Let's be um, kind of quick with this one so we have time for the, yeah. uh, the three big movies. Um, but yeah, for sure. Your thoughts on what if? Yeah, I mean, it seems cool. Like Joel said, I mean, it's it's obviously going to be uh, a lot of varying scenarios that don't necessarily connect uh, to the, uh, the the current MCU. Um, but I love Jeffrey Wright. He's got an amazing voice. Like um, like his his voice, as far as like a, a narrator's voice, is is like on that kind of same level as like a Morgan Freeman. Like he's he's just got a fucking commanding voice or a James Earl Jones. Like in that same ballpark. Um, and so I think it's a great get for them um, it, it, as far as, you know, having him voice the Watcher. Um, and I'll be interested to see, too, if this means that we're going to get the Watcher going forward and have Jeffrey Wright voice him um, in yeah. the actual MCU. Um, and that's cool. kind of what intrigued me a lot about this um, and how all of those things connect. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm excited. Uh, Tia, your thoughts on what is? Um, I mean, it looks fun. I love Jeffrey Wright, um, so that's really cool. But as far as, like, 
I guess my excitement levels for this goes. It's not very high, um, just mostly because it's an anime series. I know that kind of sounds like not fair to it, but it's not sounds entirely bougie. high. <laughs> it's a little bougie. It's a little bougie, but um, yeah. So I guess that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> I will yeah, say hard this to come real quick. I am yeah. I am more excited about the offenders than I am this, just personally. Me too. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Um, Joel, what we got next? I think we're getting into our last three big movies. Well, before we get into our last three big movies, <laughs> we have one more show. <laughs> Disney Plus. Um, we got the Hawkeye series. There is officially a Hawkeye series, Jerry Runner came out last night. They had a little video beforehand, and it officially announces that he will have his own series where he'll be teaching a uh, future Hawkeye and Kate Bishop the ropes about how to be a hero without powers. And so, and we'll probably see more, some more Ronin in it as well. So, uh, or his time as Ronin. So that's basically that. Uh, I'm, I'm always excited for more Hawkeye. He definitely deserves more uh, throughout his time as Hawkeye. So I'm very excited to see this series. All right, Nick, your thoughts on the Hawkeye series? Yeah, dude, I love – first of all, I love Jeremy Renner. Um, I pretty much love him in every fucking movie he's ever done way back to, like, The Hurt Locker, which was his, like, breakout movie. Um, and he's he's just fucking great, man, so I, I always love seeing him on screen. Um, and the fact that they said this is – they at least said or alluded to, as Joel just said, that we're going to see kind of him as, as Ronan um, – uh, I I think that lends itself well if if we're doing this if this series is kind of going kind of going to be a prequel like post snap pre endgame um, there's like a five year span that you can delve into there um, that I think would be very interesting um, you know for him to be mentoring this this um, this Kate Bishop character um, and as far as why she's not there when he uh, when Black Widow catches back up with him, I mean, I feel like that's something they could build up to um, as far as her going off and doing her own thing. But, like, that could set up her character being, uh, like, a character going forward um, in the MCU, which I also think would be very interesting. So I'm intrigued. Fair enough. Tia, your thoughts on the Hawkeye series? Um, I feel about Hawkeye how you guys feel about Loki right now. I've seen enough of him. <laughs> oh, hell no. Kill Loki again in this next series. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just never thought Hawkeye was that, like, important of a character. And the fact that, like, I'll never get over the fact that we dedicated so much time to him in Age of Ultron when it was completely not necessary. No, oh, that, that is never going to die. Part of the movie. Okay, well, no. right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm, less, I'm, her less, own. I'm less interested in Hawkeye. I'm more interested in Ronan. So hopefully we have a lot of right. Ronan to tie me over yeah. for the uh, this series. But um, it, it, it's a character that obviously people think just has a bow and arrow, and it's like, all right, well, whatever. And it's like, well, no, no, he's really freaking cool. He's cooler than the. Uh, the guy, uh, the person he teams up with, um, that that will remain nameless for for right now. But um, uh, I am interested in this. Um, I assume it's gonna have a Logan feel. He lost all of his family. Meets this young girl, has potential, trains her to defend herself. 
um, and then seemingly probably passes on the mantle before he headed to um, Hong Kong or wherever he was at where Black Widow found him. Tokyo. Um, Tokyo. Tokyo. Um, so seemingly that will be what the story uh, will lend to, is that he trains her, feels close because he doesn't have anyone else, um, passes the mantle, and then just officially becomes Ronin. Um, so yeah. that would be really awesome. So seemingly that's what it's going to be, and I'm excited for it. But let's talk, guys. More Ronin. Okay, oh, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm got no complaints from <laughs> me there. I mean, I'm cool either way, but like, I think that's yeah. the more no, interesting story to tell is the five years between when his family got dusted yeah. to when Natasha catches up with him. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's, um, a, good, that's a good place. Yeah, but and it would make sense why he's now Ronan too, in my opinion. Right, but again, focus less on Hawkeye and more like let her be Hawkeye. Unfortunately for you, the fucking series is called Hawkeye. That's the point. She's going to become Hawkeye, and he's going to be Ronan. Jesus Christ! Moving on. Right. Fucking annoying. I just (laughs) said that. I just said focus on that. I hate you. I I fucking hate you. All right, next. That's what I want. All right, so uh, next is the big movie uh, that got released early in Thor: Love and Thunder. Awesome title, even though it, I guess it's a play on words of love instead of what love and um, damn it, there is there is a play on words. I just can't think of it at the moment. But yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder is the title of the movie. If you look at the logo, it kind of has that old eighties He Man looking logo or Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, logo. I love it. Look, looks looks great. Um, and now yes, we just got where yeah, Chris Hemsworth is coming back. Um, Tessa Thompson's coming back as Valkyrie, who apparently will be looking for her queen. She outs herself as a, a, an LGBTQ character uh, officially because that was, you know, that was alluded to, never really officially made a thing. Now that will be a thing. Um, the biggest announcement to come out of it is that they're going to use a, a run, uh, John Aaron run, that, that was recently done in the comics where um, Jane Foster becomes Thor and becomes the mighty Thor. Uh, and they might go all the way and give her cancer and everything. So that would be very interesting how this works out where you have Thor, Thor, and Valkyrie, and I don't know who else is going to be in the movie, but they were getting a Thor for Love and Thunder. I'm excited. Nick, your thoughts on Thor, Love and Thunder? Oh, hell yeah. I'm super pumped. I'm glad we're getting Natalie Portman back. Um, Obviously, that's kind of been an ongoing thing. Like, um, is she ever going to come back? Is she not? Probably not. And, like, for them to, like, bring her back and to bring her back in a significant role um is fucking awesome i like when she came out on stage and taika waititi handed her fucking mjolnir um like she was excited but i think what was crazy was like he was even more excited to like give her the hammer like (laughs) yes fucking take it like uh like he's he seems so fucking happy to be involved in all of this um and it's like i'm just i'm i'm super happy that he's happy um and uh yeah it like i can't wait i agree i i don't i don't love the title i don't hate it um but uh like it's definitely not like on the level of wandavision um but i do fucking love the logo the logo is fucking dope as shit um it kind of reminds me of the old school thundercats logo um, yeah, like, I said Thundercats. Yeah, too, right. With like, cause yeah, they have the emblem, but then when they have Thundercats written under it, and they have, the, yeah, like, um, yeah. So it's it's definitely got that same kind of '80s kind of Ragnarok um, 
appeal um, as far yeah. as the logo is concerned, but like almost dialed up to 11. Um, so like, I love that. Uh, I love what uh, Taika Waititi did with Ragnarok. Um, so I'm super excited. I'm glad we're getting Tessa Thompson back. I can't wait to um, really explore more of her character. I tell you what, if anybody that like, if there was any character that I really would want to have, like get a show, it would be Valkyrie. Like I would be probably m- most intrigued to see like her character get a TV show because um, we just yeah. have not seen enough of her. And like just just like make. Taika Waititi's quirk, like, heavily involved in it, and then I would be even more happy. Um, but, I, you know, I I love bringing this team back together. I love bringing uh, Jane Foster's character back and bringing Natalie Portman back in. And, you know, the fact that, you know, we're going to get uh, Jane Thor, like, fuck, yes, dude. I'm super fucked up. I'm super happy about all this. All right. <clears throat> Tia, your thoughts on Thor, Love, and Thunder. <laughs> First of all, I love the logo. What you guys were saying, that eighties He Man, Conan the Barbarian theme, definitely there still. The title did take me back for a second. I was like, Love and Thunder, okay, but in Taiko Wachichi we trust because if we had right, just, sure. if we had never gotten Thor Ragnarok, I feel like everyone would kind of been okay with like say the Thor universe kind of being ended or something like that. But mm-hmm. when Chica came in Good and gave us Ragnarok, it's like, wait, see, what, this is it? This is the last, like, solo movie we're getting? No freaking way. So, so happy that a Thor 4 was announced. Chris Hemsworth renewed his contract. So effing cool. Tessa Thompson is back. I mean, we could not have seen that little of Valkyrie. And the fact that she said that she's looking for her queen. Yes, you get your queen, Valkyrie. I really want you to. Um, yes. And, you know, Got to Marvel. The thing is, oh, I was not the, I was not the biggest um, fan of Jane Foster, but that could have just been the way the previous directors were. I mean, there has to be something that had made Natalie Portman come back because think about it. Gwyneth Paltrow had previously been done with Marvel and then suddenly she's back. Something must have shifted in the Marvel studios that are making these actors want to come back to this universe. And I think that Obviously, Natalie Portman likes what she saw with Taika. Um, and as you said, the fact that Taika was so excited to hand her Mjolnir, like, yes, I'm just, I, I don't know what it's about yet. And I don't care what it's about yet because it's 4 4 and it's Taika Watiti. And I just, it's so pumped. Like, I don't even care that I'm not even the biggest fan of the title. I just need this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I strongly believe Taika just. He sat down with Natalie and said, hey, remember how boring uh, Jane was in the first two movies? Yeah, I'm going to give you a hammer in this in this fourth one. And she was like, all right, I'm sold. I'm in. Like, let's do it. I mean, I, that has to be what that went. Because Chris Hemsworth had said previously that he had been bored with his character before Taika came in. Yeah. So Taika just literally is like, oh, this is boring? I'm going to make it not boring. And right. magic happens. Yeah, and that's the beauty of phase three. Like, phase two was like, it was like, some of the best movies came out in phase two. Also, some of the worst movies came out in phase two. Like, it was a definition (laughs) of hit or miss for the MCU. Um, And like, I would say Thor 2, Iron Man 3, Age of Ultron, Mm -hmm. pretty big misses. 
the the ones that were successful were the ones that brought in new people, new blood to like rejuvenate them. So we had Guardians of the Galaxy and James Gunn introducing the cosmic realm. We had um, the Russo brothers coming in and doing the Winter Soldier. Like those were the wow, movies, and I think awesome. yeah, and I think that Feige recognized that, and for Phase Three, he started like building on that. Um, and and those were very very smart moves that he made, and that's a, a big reason, in my opinion, why a lot of these actors and actresses are like, yeah, like I want to be involved in this again. This seems like a hell of a lot of fun, and it seems like you're going to be giving me um, good material to work with and something fun for me to explore as an actor. Yeah, give uh, give me some meat to the bone. Um, and there's mm-hmm. no bigger meat than them making you sore. Um, right. So huge congrats to Natalie Portman, who seemingly was ready to completely trash the idea of coming back. But um, luckily she didn't. She's a great actress, um, and it'll be a lot of fun to see her become the mighty Thor. Um, mm-hmm. All right, Joel, what we got next? Next was the movie that they skipped over in the beginning of the timeline because they wanted to because they wanted to give it a bigger stage, which was Black Widow. Charles James returns as the Black Widow, as we talked about earlier in the show. It is more of a prequel. Doesn't take place after the end game takes place with, uh, right after I think Civil War we were talking about. So awesome, you know. It's one of those things that she probably should have got a movie years ago. We're getting it now. Fine. So you needed stuff to intrigue people. So. We know David Harbour's in it. We know Florence Pugh's in it. We know uh, Rachel Weiss is in it. Uh, O.T. Fagenbell, Fagenbell, uh he's in it. Um, I, I actually got confirmation on who most of these character, uh, these people are playing, um, based on my research. Uh, David Harbour is playing the Red Guardian, Alexi. Uh, basically, rushes uh, Captain America. Basically, uh, Florence Pugh is playing Yelena Boleva or Belida or whatever it is. Uh, in the comics, she's the blonde Black Widow. So. There you go. Then you have um, uh, Rachel Weisz, who's playing, uh, based on what my findings were, she's playing a character known as uh, the Iron Maiden in the comics, where it's basically former Russian. But you get it. The whole point is all Russian-related. And then you have uh, O.T. Fagenbell, who's playing uh, uh, some guy named Mason, uh, who has a history with Black Widow, but we don't know much about it, so it's kind of a mystery. We just they have a name. His name is Mason. But we also know the villain of the movie is the Taskmaster, but we don't technically know Woo. who's playing him at the moment. So that's official. Taskmaster's in the movie. We don't know who's playing him at the moment, but the movie looks pretty good. We've heard some good things out of those, uh, at least the clips they showed yesterday, so I'm really excited to see where they take it because uh, uh, Black Widow, uh, it's about time. Yeah, Nick, I'm going to kick it to you first. Um, I actually text you, Nick. Uh, I text everyone the photo. Um, Andrew, who uh, I believe does the artwork for, for Marvel, released. I saw it, um, Yeah. yeah. That's apparently in the trailer, I believe. Um, Joelle, we were told uh, she was fighting uh, Taskmaster in the trailer. Um, so, Nick, sorry, uh, I'm going to kick it to you. Your thoughts on Black Widow movie? Well, I'm going to keep it brief because I know we don't have a lot of time left. But I'm super excited for this. I think it's fucking awesome that David Harbour is playing a character named Alexi after having to interrogate a, a yes. character named Alexi for all of season three of Stranger Things. Um, little thing. That's true. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I'm super fucking pumped, man. Like I think Taskmaster was. I mean, we talked about this even well before it was even fucking speculated, uh, Juwan, that Taskmaster would be the villain. 
We were like, we want to see him. That when they first started rumoring that we were going to get a Black Widow movie, we were like, yes, like give us fucking Taskmaster. Um, so the fact that they're that that's what we're getting, that's super fucking exciting. Is it's great that it's like actually fucking confirmed by Kevin Feige himself. Um, so super fucking excited for that. Um, great cast. Um, super intrigued to see where they where they take this. The fact that it takes place in between Civil War and Endgame, um, it gives them a, a, a pretty um, a, you know a pretty wide berth as far or I guess it's actually between that and Infinity War because she's still got the red hair. Um, so mm-hmm. it gives them somewhat of a wide berth, uh, you know, as far as different things to do. I still do agree with you, Juan. I would have had it take place after the Winter Soldier. Um, that like that would have just made a little bit more sense to me, um, but like and we're just kind of splitting hairs at that point. I'm still super excited for it. Um, I, I'm very intrigued to see what they do. Yeah, my my only intrigue or or large interest from from this movie comes um, that if it does really well, like I mean, really, really, really well. If you're Feige, do you, do you then toy around with the idea of obviously no, no time soon, um, but in the near future, maybe toying with her coming back? Because at that point, you then go, all right, well, if it does well, could my sequel also be a prequel? Like just again before um, her mm-hmm. death in Endgame? Could be. Um, because then you, you then you're gonna have a market because now little girls have someone. Like, oh, like that's, I like Black Widow. I look up the Black Widow. So then you can't just go, well, you know, too bad, she's dead. Look for our other female characters. No, you're, <laughs> you're going to have to find something to do <laughs> too bad. Um, with Black Widow. So you do, if right. it's after Civil War, you now have between, um, let's say Civil War came out 2014. You now have between right. 2014 to Infinity War, and then five years after Infinity War, that you can play with. So, I mean, you've given yourself so much room um, for what a sequel could be to that, but it then goes to, would you rather find a way to organically bring her back into the current timeline, or would you rather just play around with, well, we have five years, so let's play with five years. Or actually, you could more do either way. we have about six or seven years to play with. So it'll be interesting to see what they go with, but um, that's what intrigues me more than anything else, is what do you do if it's really good? Uh, and you have to then figure out something to do with her going forward. And um, just having a super badass spy film, like this, yeah. like they they kind of tease on it with uh, Winter Soldier being like a political thriller, um, like a Manchurian Candidate kind of thriller. Um, but like we're actually getting like a spy movie is what it seems like. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool too. Again, branching out, doing different shit, shit that hasn't been done yet. I'm, but, yeah, uh, like I said, absolutely. that's my theme. Absolutely. Continue to push that envelope. Give us, give us everything, um, you know, that, that gives people a opportunity to feel as though they're being represented. Um, and and right. that's what I feel as though Marvel is trying to accomplish on all scales. Uh, I think they'll tap into uh, their more Indian market when Kamala, um, who I, I, I'm, I feel right now, and I'm going to say this, Joel, um, awesome. I think – we might see Mindy Kaling. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce the name. Announced as a director. Kaling. Kaling. Okay. Yeah. Announced as a director. If not at D23, definitely at next year's um, San Diego Comic Con. I feel very strong about that. 
very strong about that. Um, that Tia, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm eating up your time. I apologize, Tia. Uh, your thoughts on what we saw from the Black Widow panel? So, obviously, this Black Widow film should have been made years ago. But as yes. Charlotte Johansson said at San Diego Comic-Con, mm-hmm. it would have been a lot different of a movie. And I'm happy that it's going to be like a spy film, delve mm-hmm. into her whole past and the Red Ledger and what she's been doing now. But obviously, since I'm still on my like Stranger Things like high right now, um, David Harbour being announced that he's freaking a guy named Alexi, uh, <laughs> aka yeah. the Red, aka the Red Guardian. I mean, he was like, <laughs> by the way, like. His energy, talk about going to 11, when they asked him, like, oh, you know, are you excited about building your fan base? And he's like, who writes these questions? He was like, of course. And he's wearing the Captain Captain America, like, shirt, teasing that essentially there's some sort of those, like, sad feelings mixed there. That's super interesting to me. Rachel Weisz is just a phenomenal actress. So, um, you know, this is probably not the film that most people are that that excited for, especially since, you know, what we've heard in the news lately with Scarlett Johansson. But besides that, I'm really excited because if you're telling me that, like, it's going to be, like, maybe, like, kind of Winter Soldier-esque, uh, I've been waiting for that. I've been wanting to see more of that. So I'm excited for, for sure. it regardless. I really want to see this movie. And, um See what the director has in store for us, and to know who the hell is playing Taskmaster. Master. Wow, can't even talk. Who is playing him? Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I just, I do want people to remember, if it is who we said on this show, we speculated to be. Um, no one else was speculating that that it was him. Like, I didn't hear that anywhere else. So I'm just saying, we were ahead of the curve. If it turns out it is him. Um, but yeah, uh, th- this movie definitely, regardless of Scarlett's um, recent comments, this movie means a lot more um, than just being a superhero movie. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, um, once we see what the new costume she has looks like, the cosplay that mm-hmm. that Sims or Halloween um, costume that that, uh, that kind of, you know, uh, brings out. It'll be interesting because we do know how much um, Black Widow means to young girls, so It'll be really uh, fun to see a movie that they really shouldn't be seeing, um, but they'll go see to see their favorite <laughs> character in Black Widow. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, but all right, Joel, we have, I believe we have one last huge announcement from San Diego Comic-Con <laughs> that you could say took the cake for everything and made this Saturday, right, so look, uh, made Saturday worth it. Go ahead. It definitely did. Uh, let me, before we get to it, just throw it out there. Before he ended the night, he made sure to announce that he didn't have time to go into the other stuff that they were going to talk about because the, the timeline just went to 2021. So he didn't have time to talk about Black Panther 2. He didn't have time to talk about Captain Marvel 2. He didn't have time to talk Guardians 3. It's all things he's mentioned. He mentioned all these things. As he, you know, everything. I'm not making it up. He said it. I do want uh, to He add didn't have your, time. Uh, go ahead. I do want to add really quickly, James Gunn did come out on Twitter last night and say main reason um, he wasn't there was because Guardians is not as focused so after Suicide Squad is done. So the fact that it exactly. hasn't even started shooting yet lets you know that right. that's something that's well, well out there before uh, work is started on um, Guardians 3. Right. 
But so it'll be a little bit, but maybe sometime, maybe end of next year or something, they'll get to it. But right. as of right now, they didn't they didn't have time to get into that because they only talked about the so twenty two at least for now. Uh, so those three movies I just mentioned, we didn't have time to get into the Fantastic Four. He said Fantastic Four, and he didn't have time to talk music. So that means this is all coming at some point. This is all coming down the line. But they took their picture. They took their group picture. But before he ended the night. He wanted to bring someone up on stage. He brought up Marshall Ali. Marshall Ali was on stage. And look, if you guys really want to see how we reacted to this, you go online <laughs> and you go to our Facebook page. In the last three minutes, we were like trying to figure out who the fuck Marshall Ali was. And then like maybe the last two or whatever, we they, they it broke and the whole this what was. And then when they found out, he brought out his hat, put on his hat, and he announced that he was fucking Blade. The world exploded, and so yeah, my, I just, I just, I just melted. You can ask Joanne. I melted as you know it happened. You can see it on video. I fell backwards. It was crazy. So yeah, that made the whole night worth it. It was a good night to begin with, but then they just that was the cherry on top. If there's ever there's like three cherries, throw it up. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is this is amazing. We do know that he is not part of Phase Four, so to not no. expect it anytime soon. Um, but what's really cool, and I'm going to say this really quickly, what's really cool is Feige said uh, Ali set up a, a you know a meeting with him, and mm-hmm. the first thing he said to him was Blade. And Feige was like, yep, sure. Nope, that's what you want? <laughs> yep, you got it. All right, let's get it going. Um, so it's really good to know that someone is passionate about a superhero and wants to portray it. Um, we do not officially know because we heard Blade could be a show on Hulu. Um, I told mm-hmm. Joel last night there is absolutely no way this is going to be a show. He will be a movie. And from what I just heard from Kanan, we could also get an announcement at D23 that Moon Knight will have his own movie. Um, so that, that therefore confirms that Blade will that be a happens. movie to go I'll along with Moon Knight. It's all rumors, so throwing it out there. That's just a rumor. Joel's going to have a fucking minor heart attack. I will fucking yeah. cry if that happens. You don't understand. Like, shit. I don't know yeah, if I no. can. I should just video all the reactions going forward. Just fucking insane. Listen, and as much as I'd love to make fun of you crying for that, if we ever got uh, Knights of uh, the Old Republic confirmed, that, that'd make me cry. So I'm with you. I mean, uh, that's borderline. Man. That's coming. I'm going to go to you first, Nick. Your thoughts on the announcement that Mahershala Ali is our new Blade. Fucking Dude, it's Blade. fucking Say so it. dope. Fucking Blade. Like, y'all know, okay, first of all, y'all know I wanted Blade to be British. I've been on this fucking bandwagon for a long time because in the comics, he's British. Um, right. And so, like, you know, I, I, it would only stand to reason that I would be a little disappointed that they didn't cast you know, uh, a, a black British actor. Except mm-hmm. when Mahershala Ali is the fucking actor that you cast, and I'm like, oh, okay, like, I don't fucking care, dude. Like, fuck, fuck British people. I don't fucking give a shit about that. Um, dude, British yeah, people, he's we gonna do be great. It. And the fact that, like, too, like, Joanne, you alluded to it earlier, not only, like, it, it was, like, that, how that interview, like, um, uh, like, ended up going down as far as him coming in and saying, look, I want to be Blade. And they were just like, all right, cool. Like, fuck yeah. Um, well, like, Mikey was quoted as saying, like, yeah, well, Mahershala Ali called us, and, like, when Mahershala Ali calls, you fucking answer. <laughs> like, yeah. So there's, like, 
there's a mutual respect there, which I think is awesome. Like two-time mm-hmm. Oscar winner calls you wanting to like ha- set up an interview. Like, yeah, you fucking answer the phone. Um, and then Damn you know right. he comes in and he's like, dude, I want to be Blade. And then it's just it's that simple at that point. You're just like, all right, well you got the job, dude. Like, um, so yeah, uh, I'm super fucking excited. I can't wait to see what they do with this movie. Um, and I also think it's interesting too that not only does this set up for maybe Marvel Knights with Moon Knight coming uh, coming out, um, so that could be interesting. Um, also, the ramifications of him being cast as Blade. And what that means for the Marvel Netflix universe, and if that means that will be washed free. Because as much as Tia will be utterly upset that that is, is like just, just let go and not a thing anymore, I honestly think that would be best. Because think of all the character or all the actors that you could pull from that and put in different roles, um, whether it be like, say, John Bernthal as fucking Wolverine. That would be fucking amazing. Um, and My then, God. like, once, once those contracts <laughs> expire, you could just work in those characters uh, with different actors down the road. We're all going to be over it by that point in time. I think that would be the smart way to go, and I think this is kind of like the first stepping stone to that. Yeah, I mean, just going off of that really quickly, I I I started to want that once I saw someone had uh, send an edit of Matt Murdock sitting with Aunt May and Peter saying "I believe you, kid," um, with the whole "I'm not Spider-Man" thing playing off the uh, the original animated series storyline. I was like, yeah, I kind of want them to free up the like uh, these characters to use in the movie, and they made it very clear that that if they go to Hulu. Um, and even if they use the same actors, they're not in any. They don't really have any interest with blending the two. So it's like, right. well, then just make them into movies. Like I, I'm completely fine right. with that. And you could just have them as side characters of a movie. Um, you don't necessarily have to do a Daredevil movie or a Jessica Jones movie. Um, but you now have the opportunity to blend them into your MCU. Um, for you to bring out for your next big Avengers movie, you could have everyone come out, and now the Defenders are here. Um, Marvel Knights are here. So to me, it's kind of like, Tia, I love you, but yeah, use them in the movie. Like, <laughs> stop using them for TV shows. Let's let's open it up a bit. I'm fine with <laughs> them both. bringing them in. I'm fine with them bringing them into the movies. Like, I don't. I never saw why you couldn't because uh, in Endgame we saw. The guy who played Jarvis on uh, Peggy Carter, that that was never That's in the movie true. before. So they literally transferred right. a TV character That's over true. to the movies. I'm like, you can do that. Like, I'd be fine with that um, uh, if that was the case. I love your idea, Joan, about Charlie Cox maybe returning as Matt Murdock, but in the movie capacity where maybe he is a side character and he's speaking with Peter. That's awesome. Um, but I did Talk think about crime. that. I did think that once they announced Mahershal Ali as Blade, that this did then give the idea, like, okay, like, you know, and Nick knows, and everyone knows, I would pay, you know, give my, like, left kidney to see John Bernthal as the Punisher again, but... It does mean that we should have him as Wolverine because if you're already then decanonizing what happened in Netflix, what's to stop you now? But yes. we'll say 
we called this shit, all right? I'm sorry. I don't know what, like, show it was, but we did talk about Mahershal Ali as a potential for Blade. And that's freaking right. awesome. I did not think it was going to happen just because our dreams never come true. And But when I saw <laughs> that that was happening, I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. <laughs> I was like, this is perfect. I was like, this is the best thing ever that they could announce. Like, yes, it makes so much sense. I love this story about Mahershal being the one to call Kevin Feige. That's just I can't, like, you guys have already uh, expressed the excitement that I just completely mirror because that was honestly probably the best announcement of the night. Yeah, and, and real quick, too. Guys, yeah, go ahead, Nick. Real quick, um, one of the really cool things, too, about um, the most recent uh, Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Far From Home, um, mm-hmm. spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it, um, is we get J.K. Simmons back as J. Jonah Jameson. Um, mm-hmm. So he reprises the role that he played uh, in in uh, the very first Spider-Man movies. Um, as his character, obviously they update it, they make it more of like an Alex Jones type, um, you know, figure. Uh, but why I bring that up is to say this: um, that tells me that they're not adverse to bringing back characters from previous iterations uh, of their material to reprise said roles in their new uh, verse, they just won't be connected. So, like, I don't think it is, like, I don't don't necessarily think that just because they made this announcement that um, Charlie Cox couldn't come back as Daredevil or any of those other characters. They could totally come back. Mm -hmm. They're just not going to at any point reference anything that happened um, within uh, the Marvel Netflix universe, just as they're not going to reference at any point what happened within the first three Sony Spider-Man movies. Um, So it leaves the door open for a lot of possibilities. So maybe, you know, maybe you get, um, you get Charlie Cox back as Daredevil and maybe you don't get Burnthal back as Punisher, but you get him as Wolverine. Like, it, like it just it shows to me that 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 Feige and Disney are really smart, and they're not going to um, essentially pigeonhole themselves into not going with particular characters um, based off of arbitrary reasons. Um, and that is super smart, and I applaud them for it. And I yeah, will and say really quick because I know we have like three minutes left. The fact that they did announce Blade when it is a phase five, they could have waited. <laughs> they could have so mm-hmm, waited to announce that, but they knew how big that was, and they just wanted to get locked down. Like, here you go, guys. Be effing excited. Yeah. Yeah, and I was telling my job of the they, night. They mm-hmm. did it the same way they did Captain Marvel, because when they announced Brie Larson, they were well away from a script, a director, uh, a film, you know, uh, a date for them to start filming. It was just, hey guys, guess what? On top of Black Panther and Guardians, you now got yourself a Captain Marvel. So now it's like we're entering a new phase, a phase of beginnings. He he alluded to. So it's like I could. That's why I'm like, it can't be a TV show because if we're we're introducing a new phase of beginnings, I want the beginning of the Marvel night, and I think he knows that. Um, and I think that was maybe a reason why I was like, no, we're not going to ever make that a Netflix show. We have maybe bigger plans. Blade is now here, leaves the door open for Moon Knight. 
Um, Keanu Reeves, pick up the phone. Anyway, um, there's just so much <laughs> that you could do. So much that you could do, and this is awesome. Uh, to all you guys who are still wanting uh, Wesley Snipes, suck it. Uh, I don't know what else to say to you. Get over it. Um, and I'm sorry. I do, I do not subscribe <laughs> yeah. to the idea just objectively, of Wesley. Mahershala Ali is a much better actor, so sorry. Yes, <laughs> and I think the swag that Wesley had, Mahershala could easily do in his sleep. He oh, just exudes it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, but um, Nick, Tia, Joel, Mahershala. thank you guys so much for breaking down everything Marvel San Diego Comic-Con with me. Um, we'll probably get into a lot more uh, next week, but that's all we have for you guys this week. Um, we will see you same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.